0: Today I'm speaking with Leanne Harris. Leanne helps small businesses increase sales and website traffic by building brand awareness on Pinterest. Um, I've wanted to have a Pinterest expert on for quite some time because I've heard that it's a great place to promote and sell products. Um, I had a little go over myself a while ago, didn't you know really know what I was doing and so I thought let's find an expert. So Leanne is going to tell us all about Pinterest, why your product should be there and how to best utilize it to get people over to your website and ultimately to buy your products. So I really hope you enjoyed this conversation with Leanne and um, I'd love to introduce you to her. So hi Leanne, thank you so much for being here. okay. Could you start by giving an introduction to yourself, your business and what you do please?
1: Yep, yeah, I'm Leanne Harris. I, um, I run Pin Social. It's a Pinterest and social media management company. Um, I do specialize in Pinterest and I help small businesses um, with getting their brand out there and get people to see them and hopefully convert into
0: sales. Perfect, thank you. So we were just talking before we recorded that I am a bit of a Pinterest beginner. I've used it like for you know to home decoration projects over the years i dabbled in using it for a products business didn't really know what i was doing and gave up so i'm coming to this as a complete novice so can we start with an introduction to pinterest what it is and how people are using it because i'm sure that people are using it in many more varied ways than yep. than i was <laughs>
1: um so pinterest is a visual um search engine so just like um google and youtube so YouTube obviously is all videos. Google, you can literally find anything. So Pinterest is, um, it was predominantly just images, but we do also have um, videos that now starting to creep into there as well. Um, Essentially people like we spoke about earlier, um, think that it's just about finding recipes, home um, inspiration and fashion. but products can actually be purchased through there as well as looking for services. Um, people, anything that people want to look for, you can literally find um, just look in the search bar and just type in the words of what it is that you're looking for and you'll be able to find your
0: answers there. Okay. Thank you. And so are people using it for more than just recipes and fashion ideas? Are they, are they, yeah. are they using Pinterest for um not Probably not quite exactly the same as they're using Google, but are they using it for a wider range of things now?
1: Yeah, so we found that during lockdown and since then, people have gone there um, for ways to try and help with their mindset. So Pinterest seems to be very much a place that... Um, it's trying to be more eco-friendly and mindful. So anything that you want to go to, maybe just to practice yoga or things like breathing techniques, it's all become very, as people say, woo uh, in that sense. So it, it's become very mindful of the way people are feeling and trying to push that kind of the wellness and like being, I'm trying to think of way being sustainable, and living in that eco kind of sense.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I get the impression actually from just the very little I've used it that it seems to be quite a positive place as well.
1: Yeah yeah no that's it that's exactly they're trying to make it all positive they um they've done a lot in the sense of they've banned the ability to do anything in terms of dieting in the sense of trying to push the dieting products so obviously if you want to do healthy lifestyle and healthier recipes that's okay but when it comes to pushing the like the diet pills and all things like that so they want it to be all positive about feeling good um But they've also stopped in terms of anything with the teenagers looking at um, anything explicit in terms of depression um, and that kind of the darker route. They're trying to encourage the positivity in mental health rather than allowing and encouraging people to search for the, the darker side.
0: Yeah that makes sense and in the simplest terms I guess a pin is an image isn't it or a video that then links through to a, a web page or somewhere else is that yeah the right that's, way of thinking about it?
1: Yeah no that's that's perfectly it so essentially Pinterest started off just like a pin board so like you would at home a, like an inspiration thing that you literally just pin it and that would be what it looks pretty. Um, but when you actually click on the image or the video, not only does it have an actual description, so it gives you more information and a little bite-sized element. But by clicking on that, it then takes you to a website. Um, so obviously in terms of business, that's amazing because you're then potentially getting someone to then look at everything on your website. Um, so as long as the image is good and it's eye-catching and it's pleasing, um, that's going to help with the, a sales funnel.
0: Perfect, thank you. And we'll talk a little bit more about how to make your pins look good later. Um, obviously, this is a podcast for product businesses, but um, just you know to cover this off as well, because I think it's good to know, do people look for services on Pinterest or is it mainly products?
1: Yep, no, people look for services Um I have a um a photographer client and she's also local, so which is perfect because the amount of people that think, oh well, I only deal with local clients, Pinterest isn't for me, that's not the case. Even if you're a product based but only deal with a local area, it's all about using um your keywords, which is essential. Uh, just like it is with your SEO for Google, you need to use that um when it comes to using your pins, because then you can kind of home in, um, kind of thing. You can also use it if you're a blogger. That's how I actually started off using Pinterest. Um, So as a blogger, obviously blog posts are amazing, but they're not the be-all and end-all anymore. Being a service or a product base, um, you can just utilise what your products
0: that makes sense. Thank you. We'll talk definitely about keywords a bit later because I really want to dig into those. And yeah, what you said really makes sense because I talk, people talk a lot now about repurposing content and I guess creating yeah. a pin for your blog post is just another way of repurposing it and get it in front of yeah. different people. So why is Pinterest um, good for product businesses and what are some of the opportunities? So how, how might you use Pinterest as a product business and why is it a good thing to do?
1: Well, It's evolved from a website, as I've said, that was essentially a pin board. Oh, sorry. But Pinterest is actually the third largest search engine in the world um, behind Google and YouTube. So that just shows how amazing that Pinterest is and how vital it can be to a marketing strategy. Um, But there's a shopping integration feature that they now have um, that I think it's Shopify in the UK, Um, as long as you've got Shopify then you can then connect it and you can it's just like Instagram you can't purchase literally direct through the platform but it will direct you immediately to that product so you can then buy um, but you can upload your catalogue so if you look at new look on Pinterest it will show you that there's um, the front cover when you click on their profile it's going to have the shop feature first. That's, that's a lit immediately what you see. And they categorise it, what the different types of clothes, like trousers, men's, women, children. And so it's so much easier for the user to go and see what it is that they want to buy, rather than having to trawl through all of these people's pins to potentially find something.
0: Yeah. And what if you don't have um, Shopify? Can you still link free to like a, the sales page on your website, for example?
1: Yep, there is a thing called Rich Pins. Um, So it essentially pulls through all the information from the website. So if you were to type in a URL for, say, a silver necklace that you sell, um, it will, because you've got this thing called Rich Pins set up, it will pull through. So if you have a special offer, say for Black Friday um, or for Christmas or Valentine's Day, whatever, it will pull through that discount automatically for you. And then when it goes back to full price, it will then automatically go back up to full price. So you don't have to do anything other than just pull through the image and the URL. So it's fantastic.
0: Oh, that's clever. And that was called Rich Pins, did you say? Yeah. And is yeah, that it's... something that you have to set up or is that something that's in Pinterest already?
1: Um, you need to claim your website in your settings and then it will give you a bit of HTML that you need to just put into your website, uh, but as soon as that's put into your website, it will just do it for you.
0: Okay, well that certainly sounds doable. Um, so let's talk a bit more about setup. So what are the basic things you need to do? So if um I wanted to set up a Pinterest account for my products today, what you know what are the things I need to um what are the things I need to do?
1: Um make sure it's a business account for sure. Um, create um, pin boards. So, what I normally say is think of the 10 most important elements of your business that you need to create the boards. Um, and then, if you create pins, so you need to think of the products that you want to push that are, whether it be your best sellers, uh, which predominantly is your most popular purchases because then that can just kind of work in the background whilst you then upload the other elements um claim your website like I said um I was trying to think if there's anything else create your biography make sure that you um in your biography make sure it's all seo friendly um yeah and just do your research for that so then when you create your pins they've got the best opportunity
0: Okay and when it comes to the keywords um I'm assuming that so is keywords not hashtags on Pinterest is that right? No,
1: no hashtags on Pinterest.
0: Okay I've, I've seen them on there but then I also saw a post on your Instagram recently Leanne where you were saying that actually Pinterest have confirmed that they're not even used. Yeah so. no
1: they used to be used and then they're like no actually we're not going to use that as a feature so not anymore.
0: Okay. That's good to know. And how would you go about researching the keywords for Pinterest? So let's say you're thinking about writing your biography and you're not really sure what words and phrases to use. Would you just use the Pinterest search bar for that or are there other tools that you can look at? Yeah. Up?
1: You can use the search bar. Um that will show you what people are actually looking for so then when you look in the drop down um as you type a word in they'll show a drop down and it will show you other potential items um there is also the trends um thing so i think it's in analytics on the top if you click on that and then they'll have a page called trends um in that it will show you when you type the words in it'll have like a little graph and it'll show you obviously if it's peaking so it'll be trending or if it's dropping then you know that it's not the most popular thing. Um so it just helps you put together a strategy of what is and what isn't going to work at that point in time.
0: That makes sense. Thank you. And when it comes to setting up boards, so I I understand that you have your account and then you have boards which are like different categories. Tell me if I'm getting this wrong Leanne and then you pins under each board. Um so you mentioned maybe having eight to ten boards. Um so let's say you're a products business and you sell one sort of product say you sell jewelry is it a case of having like a board for necklaces a board for rings let's say or well actually let's say you only sell earrings and you so so let's say you someone you just sell earrings um so you might have a board of earrings what other kind of boards would you be thinking of creating um
1: you could then do you might think oh I just sell earrings but you've got Gold earrings, silver earrings, white gold earrings. You've then got drops, hoops, cuffs. Can you tell I've done jewellery before? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, there is so many different types. You could then then do just the business name in itself. So if it becomes a bit of a brand name that people know, um, just trying to think. You could then do... um, gifts for her and then if you do male earrings gifts for him um birthday gifts gifts for the girlfriend gift for the mother it's trying to be creative and i all i say it's almost like a tree you're branching out so if you've got one idea then you just see how you can branch that one idea off um but you can only use 10 boards for one pin It just keeps it, it saves it being repeated because I know that as a user, it could be frustrating. You see, you type in something, you literally see the same image over and over again. And you're just like, no, I want to find something else. I don't want to see just the same thing. And that's what it stops doing. It stops the repetitiveness and the spam. um, And that's why you're restricted to 10.
0: So 10, is that 10 pins for each? Yeah, for the same,
1: yeah. Ten pins for that same image. So say you got a um, say a gold hoop, and it's the same. You've done ten boards for this one gold hoop. But if you've then got a completely different picture of the same product, but it's a different. <clears throat> if you've got the different like backgrounds and you have got different items when you're in your flat lay, you can then get away with doing that because it's a different image. Because Pinterest loves fresh images. So, while she's used them 10 boards, you might have 20 boards that are still relevant that you can use, but you can then just use them extra 10. So, the 10 to 20 boards, you can use that on the second image.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So, you can have different images taking you to the same product. Yeah, perfect. And so, coming on to pins, what should you be pinning? Because I'm assuming you can't just pin pictures of your product or maybe you can just pin pictures of your products yeah. I don't know um but what yeah what would we be looking at pinning? particularly if you sell a limited range of products let's say um you know so you've got a, you know you've got quite a small range um so you might think okay I've got five product five products and I've posted pictures of all of those then then what would you do
1: if there's a product um nine times out of ten you can have a model modeling it whether they're wearing it or they're using it or something along them lines so you can then have a model involved in the picture you can do as many flat lays as you want um and then you could even have it sat if it's like a household item sat in a kitchen so it's a completely different setup have it in the grass in the sunshine and honestly it's about being creative you can have five items you can have just one item but as long as that one item is being photographed and then being used you can then have a completely different model you can have a man holding it a child holding it it's honestly the sky's the limit
0: okay so you can post pins of so yeah like you said you've got one product so you can just keep posting about that one product just with different images yeah um and is there anything else that you could or should be penning as well as that?
1: If you have any blog posts, that would work. Um, you can also try to get people to, describe, to subscribe to your newsletter if you've got an email list. Um, that's always really good because then you can then just, when you get a subscriber, you can then jump into their emails and then you can give them more information about you as a business. Um, so you've got that. You can then also just, Whilst you can send them to, their, to your homepage, it is kind of recommended to not just because only send it to your homepage. It's just a bit, I wanna say boring, it's not. But it's kind of a last resort, I would say. Um, but you can do about me's um, contact page, so you can literally send them straight to your contact page. Uh, I was trying to think what else if you've got limited. You can do an infographic and then you can then so that'll give you information about something if there's a product that you do. So rather than doing an actual blog post, you can have it all on the infographic. Um you can do a video of you creating the product if you create it from home. So jewelry, if it's handmade jewelry, then you can just do a like you creating something or um yeah, it, it literally is a case of just thinking outside the box and trying to think of what you can do. And I think it's more so if you're limited on the product, it is a case of you're going to have to be that little bit more creative and in thinking.
0: Yeah, because I'm assuming that you need to be posting. I don't know how often I mean, you can let us know, Leanne, how often you need to be updating your Pinterest, because I'm assuming that if you go on and you create posts for different pages on your website different products and then you don't do anything for a couple of months I'm assuming your traffic's going to drop off at some point
1: yeah you need to be consistent and they do say that the recommended number is 15 to 25 pins a day but that's a limit um so you're not needing to post that much I can sometimes only post two three times maximum a day and that includes repins um For clients and they still see a progress um what Pinterest is looking for is consistency so you might only pin one every but as long as it's every day that's fine Um, and they see that there's that consistency there and they see that's how your account is working um what they do say though is that with your pins um that one pin make sure that you leave a gap of at least two days before you share it to a different board um, just so you're not spamming and you're giving the user other content from your profile.
0: Okay so like if I print if I created a pin on Monday on Thursday or Friday I could go in and add that to a different board. Yeah. So it sounds like if you're especially if you're getting started and you're creating I don't know 20 pins or something would it make more sense to rather than go and add all these 20 pins and put them on your different boards would it make sense to add one on Monday one on Tuesday re-pin yeah. something on Wednesday and eke it out a little bit
1: yeah no that that'll work what I'd probably say is if anything maybe just do five pins to start with and do mm-hmm. it like every day and then just rotate it on a five-day basis and then once i done because I have spreadsheets and I do recommend having spreadsheets because if you do it manually it then just helps. But there is Tailwind, which is a scheduler, that you upload it. But as you upload it, you state the 10 boards that you want to pin it to. And then you tell it how many days in the interval. So it will then automatically populate that for you. So rather than going through Pinterest and like every couple of days having to then go back in, re-pin it to a different board, and then finding it, it does it all for you.
0: Okay, and that was called Tailwind. Yeah, that's yeah, that's really interesting. So I I can see now that it could be not loads of work, but actually lots of thinking about. Okay, today, what am I going to pin on? Where am I going to move this to? I could totally see that you need something to keep organized. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more to it than I thought. Although saying that, thank you for making it sound quite straightforward um it doesn't sound like it sounds like once you get going and you get some momentum it probably gets easier am i right
1: yeah
0: it's, it's
1: really it's quite seems quite overwhelming and there's a lot of information it's not like with instagram we're like upload a pretty image and just write oh hi everyone right how are you today kind of thing and then add some hashtags in there is you've got to do your research to start with but once you've got your pin and you know what you're going to be writing and where you want to share it to it's then kind of once it's done and it's out there it's you just leave it and it kind of just builds its own momentum and you hope that it does well (laughs) and then if it doesn't you've then got to just re-look at it it's almost like a constant marketing strategy if it's not doing well and your account's not doing well then you've got to tweak it and see what's working
0: yeah, and do you get many analytics on Pinterest? So can you go and see which pins are working and which yeah. aren't and things like that?
1: Yeah, you get lots. So it shows you your impressions. Um, you've then got, uh, when people click onto your pin, just to look at your pin description, um, it shows you that. Uh, so it tells you how many times people do that, how many times people save your pin. So if they save it to their own boards, um that's another thing that you can see. Obviously you see the traffic that if people click onto your website, um, there's that, They, you can then see if, say you share something, then someone goes onto your website and shares something else. They've created a pin from your website. So you can see that you're getting traffic because it's linking to your website, but you didn't create it yourself. So you can then still see that you can see what other people are sharing for all your content. Um, And that's really good because then it shows that people actually care about what you're doing and they like it enough that they want to show people your stuff, which is obviously always nice. But yeah, that does
0: sound good. And someone sharing your pin, is that called a re-pin? You mentioned a re-pin earlier and I've been waiting to ask you what that's called.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a re-pin.
0: Okay, and is sorry I've got so many questions. Is repinning something that you should be doing yourself? Um, I asked this because I have a someone I was talking to for a podcast interview that's already gone out, and um, she was mentioning that she does really well on Pinterest. She gets lots of traffic, um, and she repins um, almost. I guess we would call them competitor pins on her boards. Um, it doesn't seem to affect the sales she gets. I just and I just found that really interesting because I've never heard of anybody doing that so should you be repinning other people's things um see
1: it's a bit of a if you want to um back in the day it used to be recommended that for every pin you did you then repinned another four of other people's however that's not really the case now they're just saying to focus on your own content and make sure that the content you produce is good however um if you do fashion and then you want some jewellery to potentially complement an item, you're going to have to go elsewhere. And especially if you've got a model shoot or if you want or if you're a stylist and you want to show items, you're going to have to. Um and if you're doing interior design, if your service is interior design, you're going to have to re-pin. So I suppose it all kind of depends on what your Businesses, and obviously, if you're a product based, it might work well. But if you're a product based, and say you sell kitchen items, so you're going to want to show, so you might go to a place like Wix who shows a setup of a kitchen, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that does. So it might be things that say, like, someone who likes. I, I did a quick lookalike audience or something so if you were selling kitchen utensils let's say someone who was looking at kitchen utensils might also be interested on a board of really glamorous kitchens or something yeah or I don't know or kitchen hacks or is it more thinking like that thinking okay someone who likes my product might also like this type of content
1: yeah it's like complementary things but try to in- don't create a separate board for that include it in the board that you're pinning your content with because if someone finds comes across something that you've pinned but isn't yours so say go with the example of the utensils and the glamorous kitchen someone sees this glamorous kitchen goes clicks on it has a look and then sees that the person who pinned it was you but then goes onto your profile or the board to have a look at what other content they've got then they'll you then they'll find your utensils and all your other wonderful utensils that you sell and that is where you've potentially got the person because they found what you've repinned from someone else's glamorous kitchen
0: that makes sense because am I right in thinking that you can either follow an account or you can follow a board yeah yeah I mean like I say it's been a while since I used Pinterest personally but I I kind of remember that so I guess yes so if if your board is only somebody else's kitchens and someone follows that board they're never seeing anything of you are they
1: exactly yes so if you then have your content amongst that and try to whereas before they said that make sure that it was the repins that was the majority of the board I would say no make sure that your content is that majority of the board and then just a few repins that kind of I'd say highlight or shows as an example of how it can look in that. Because at the end of the day, it is inspiration. You're meant to be giving people ideas on how they can do something. So, yeah.
0: Okay, that sounds good. But I suppose for anyone who's listening and thinking this all sounds a lot of work, it's perfectly fine just to create and pin your own pins and oh, gotcha. don't yeah. worry about everything else That's it really, <laughs> yeah that is really good to know because you're right when I had dabbled in Pinterest which was I want to say about two years ago now I thought I'm gonna have a go and the advice then was exactly as you're saying you have to be doing this amount of repins and yeah it all just seems that you know it, it seems a lot to keep on top of your own, own content and then look for other relevant content to repin um, I found that that actually took quite a bit of time you know just trawling through and thinking of what especially kind of ads not my being boards.
1: competitors either so yeah. I had a client they did jewellery and to try and find and they wanted me to incorporate models of with using fashion but to try and find a picture of a model on Pinterest without jewellery or jewellery not being in sight it took forever and I was trying to explain to them that it was taking too much time away from actually reaping in their content and creating new pins it's impossible so yeah now that it's minimal it's so much easier
0: (laughs) and is it still the case um because I remember sort of back when I was looking into this that the more recent pins are shown at the top if you search for something is that still how Pinterest is ordered or has that changed now as well
1: um, you can have it at the most recent boards because you have um, two tabs. You've got create, um, which are where you've uploaded directly onto um, Pinterest. And then it'll show you an idea pins at the top, sorry. Um, and then the second tab will have your boards and it will show you the most recent boards that have been saved to at the top. But then it has the first folder, is all pins. So you can click on just all pins and it literally shows you everything that has been done on the account
0: okay but, yeah but if you were going on as a user let's say and you're going on to yeah. search for let's say earrings because we've used example red E and you're typing gold gold hoop earrings into Pinterest yeah. are you going to see the most recent pins first or the most relevant pins first the reason I ask that is back when I like I, said, I was having a go at Pinterest it was all about the most recent ones go to the top so you need to be pinning however many times a day to make sure yours is at the top is that still the case or has that changed now
1: no it has changed um Straight away you're gonna have the ads. So if you don't want to go for ads, then just skip down a little bit. Um they they actually use an algorithm in the sense of <laughs> you're about to <laughs> I can see the sneeze coming. Um they actually do um based on what you think you would like. Um but if it's the first time you've ever looked, I I don't actually know I think it'll be a mixture of the most popular and the most recent at the same time
0: okay and then the more you use it and it understands the kind of things you click on I guess it's like google or anything else it kind of adapts to to you as it learns more about you yeah because the
1: home feed um is a curation of everything that you've previously seen so if you start Um, researching weddings and everything to do with weddings that's all you're going to see I then um, the other week started researching tattoos and tattoo inspirations and that's literally everything got covered my news feed on Pinterest is literally Disney quotes and tattoos
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so that's good but I guess what's good about that is that it takes away the need to think you have to be pinning constantly 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 to stay at the top So that's good. So I think all in all, it sounds like all the changes that have happened on Pinterest are actually making it easier as a business.
1: Yeah, it's easier for a business, but it's also it's it was done in the sense of to make the user experience better. So you look for something, you get given that answer. So you've got a problem, they solve it for you. And that's essentially what they're trying to get from the changes on Pinterest.
0: It all sounds really positive for everyone. Um, you mentioned ads then, and I'm going to come back to ads in a moment because I didn't even know you could do ads on Pinterest. But before that, let's just talk a little bit about actually creating the visuals on Pinterest. So the actual pins are there. Do you have any tips or guidance on how to, you know, best how to create really engaging pins that people will actually click on visually? Yep. Um. So it's
1: a two to three ratio. I always do 1000 and 1000 by 1500 pixels um canva is literally the be all and end all everyone needs to get canva if you haven't already um if you don't use the right ratio um pinterest actually crops the image so if you've got some text written across it and you're using the wrong size then there's a risk that you'll end up having half of your writing cut off um make sure that the image you're using is clear, crisp, and it should represent you as a business anyway. So if you have a blurry image, it's not going to look good and it gives your brand a bad reputation from just from that image. Um, so make sure that it's nice and clear. You need to make sure that you use your branding. So try to stick to the same fonts. If you've got a logo, um, stick to the same colors, but at the same time you want it to be eye-catching. Um, but your branding should be eye-catching anyway, to an extent. Um, if you're going to be writing on the pin, um, make sure that you you can see it clearly. If you have to use like a block background just to make it stand out, that's absolutely fine. Um, but make sure that the font is el- eligible, no legible legible there we go (laughs) there's a word (laughs) make sure it's clear make sure that people can actually read what you're writing um purely because that can actually be taken by pinterest and placed um so if people are looking for something specifically and you've got text that matches it in terms of seo they're going to be able to show up in that so if they can't read it they're not going to know where to place it and it's just going to sit at the bottom of the search um Try to keep all of your images consistent um, in terms of their looks and their colors. Because if you have a set template and people recognize you for that, then they're just going to be, they'll be like, oh, that's that brand. And they'll if they like you, they're going to keep on looking at your content um, because they see it as they're scrolling. Um, they do say that if you've got multiple images on a pin, it actually does better in terms of engagement than just having one set image. So that might be something that you want to play with. Um, but whilst I say this, it's similar to Instagram with the 30 hashtags. Some accounts have to have that 30 hashtags to do well. They And some people say, oh, you can only need like seven or 11. And that works well for them. So it is a kind of try and test it, see what works for your account. But yeah, that's essentially what works.
0: That's really good thank you and in terms of the text um, and I'm getting really specific here but is it like I know on some on some platforms they say all oh, the text needs to be on the right or the left or the top or the bottom are there any rules like that when it comes to Pinterest or is it just no it needs to be legible and it doesn't really matter where you put legible, it.
1: Legible I would definitely say try to I always say keep it similar to on the stories on Instagram where you've got the blue outline bit that kind of shows you within a certain area i would definitely say that in sense of the main text um don't put your logo in the bottom right hand right hand corner um because when you're on your mobile they have i don't even know what it's called but it's like a little square and it can pick up um other things that are similar so you know when you've got like more more of these and you might like this um it picks that up so then if you've got your logo on the bottom right hand corner it gets covered by that one mobiles so if that's the only place that you can put a logo within the image it might be worth just actually writing your website address and just oh, put that along the bottom
0: really good tip thank you that's really good to know but so it sounds like if you create your image to the right ratio and yeah canva sounds good because obviously they have loads of templates and things as well don't yeah, they they've got a template yeah at least if you create it in canva and it's the right ratio nothing's going to get cut off either yeah. so that sounds like a really good way to go actually with creating pins because i guess if you try and use the same in- images you use on instagram for example they're just not going to be sized right are they and bits are going to get moved no around or you can off.
1: resize it on canva though which is what's amazing So if you want to repurpose exactly the same image, um, you can do that. It's just, I normally say, create your pin first and then condense it down because then enlarging it can sometimes then play around with the the quality of the image. So definitely try and do your pin first and then recopy and resize it into Canva, into Instagram, sorry. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's a great tip thank you I've never thought of, of actually doing it that way but you're right because of course yeah if you're making the image larger sometimes then it can distort slightly yeah. and then it you get blurring. yeah or you get those gaps at the edges where it hasn't quite doesn't quite fit yeah so that's perfect thank you and um okay so that's so that's good and I'm thinking as well that with Pinterest, I mean I'm thinking for myself that I guess a good way of sort of working out how to make create a pin is to go on Pinterest and look at People's pins as well, I suppose.
1: Yep. Um, also, if you go onto Pinterest and look at competitors, um a good thing, especially if you're starting out, or even if not, if you're feeling like your account's starting to either stagnate or it's dropping, look at your competitors' account and see what's working well for them, what you like, and try and put yourself in the customers' or the client's point shoes and see what would attract them to your competitors and then not directly copy but take inspiration from it and then put your own voice and your own stamp on it
0: that makes sense I think it makes sense to, to look somewhere for inspiration because sometimes that's the hardest thing isn't it just kind of working out your style and what sort of things you're going to pin and what they might look like yeah um but I'm sure that once you get going especially it's good what you said about consistency because I'm assuming that once you've got going you're gonna have some templates and it just gets easier and easier to create them yeah
1: and it's literally just dragging in a different image quickly changing up the text and then you've got you're fixed you're not then having to think, well, how shall I make it look this time? How can I make it look? Because if you've got, and if you keep it all, I've got, normally I've got about five or six different templates, and I literally just have it in one file in Canva, and then I literally just keep on scrolling and just dragging images in, and it, it can be really quick.
0: That's a really good tip. Thank you. And then uh, when it comes to the description, is there a character count for that, or can it, well, I, I'm assuming, yeah. yeah, there is.
1: Yeah. So you've got 500 characters in, the pin description um the boards also need a description and there's 200 characters there um the more you use the more chances you've got of being seen um make sure it flows organically so don't literally just write keywords make sure it's like a sentence um but the first 100 characters are what's seen before it has the read more button so those are the most essential um and what should be the eye-catching and, like, the attention-grabbing parts.
0: Okay, so that's the bit that you absolutely would want someone to, yeah, to read. Yeah, And are the keywords, do the keywords work like that as well? As in, do, should you have your most important keywords in that first 100 characters, or does it not really matter where they are as long as they're in the text?
1: I don't think it matters. There's nothing out there to say specifically. So, yeah, I think as long as it's in there, um it's just obviously in that first 100 characters it's what you want to get the the reader's attention so try and make that like your big statement yep. we can help you do this
0: that makes sense thank you and when you were mentioning um rich pins and it pulling from your website does that literally pull the text from your website if you create a pin or should you still be going in and creating your own descriptions
1: um, no, it'll pull literally everything. So, um, unfortunately, if you're a jeweler, if you've got on your, um, website all the dimensions and everything at the bottom, that all gets pulled through. The only downside to Pinterest is that they don't understand what new paragraphs are. So in terms of formatting, it all just becomes one big square. Um, So when it comes to the rich pins, it can be slightly frustrating. However, they do have the ability that when you upload it, um, you can write your own description, but it gets... So when you look at a pin, you have your description on the right-hand side, but you can also have another bit of a description right at the bottom. And when you... So the rich pin information is at the top, and then near the bottom is what? you can write but no one really pays attention to that so you can do it but this is where it gets frustrating with the rich pins and if you have shopify it's probably actually going to be better
0: okay that makes sense thank you and yeah i'm trying to visualize it. i feel like I should have Pinterest up while we're talking, but then I think that'll also be a massive distraction. So I'm not going to do that.
1: Yeah, this is the one thing that's frustrating about doing a podcast when you're talking about Pinterest because it's so visual and there are so many complex elements to it um, that it can make it hard to try and visualize. And especially if you're learning about it, it's very hard. Um, But all I would say is that obviously, rich pins, they do work. But if you don't have dimensions and all of that extra little nitty gritty, it will be perfect for you. Um,
0: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So I think as soon as we've we've finished, whether you're you're talking like we are or listening, I think going straight to Pinterest is probably a really good idea. And that's exactly what I'm going to do and have a little play. Um, I think that sounds like a great idea. So I've only got a few more questions, which I hope is okay. I promise I'm. I promise I'm wrapping up I did I did warn you I did have lots of questions <laughs> no, 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 of such an office. there's
1: too much to cover on this
0: there is we might have to get you back at, at some point and go <laughs> into a bit more um so you were mentioning Pinterest ads I don't want to go into massive detail on that yeah. but um what yeah is there anything you want to to talk about
1: um so ads are actually the cheapest Paid ads out there at the moment, um, which is amazing. Um, so it's essentially you just set up a pin, um, and then you can say what your demographic is. So what I would suggest is that for anyone that's only just starting on Pinterest, don't do ads. Um, whilst it was, sorry, I'm just trying to move my cat. I've got a dead leg. <laughs> I. Um, I would definitely recommend for those just starting out try and get your audience try and get people to find you to be established Um, usually that takes between three and six months because Pinterest is a long game Um, but once you do get started into ads you can then do your demographic it's even amazing to the point that you can try to pinpoint the type of um, the type of I want to say computer, if it's a mobile, if it's a tablet, um, you can literally home in on literally every detail on the age. So if anyone's done any other kind of, um, ad online before anyway, you'll be able to, um, I, but I think it's more detailed in what you can pinpoint. Um, but it's essentially just uploading a pin. So, and then once your ad has finished, it then reverts straight back to a normal post to a normal pin. Whereas in other places, once your ad campaign stopped, then your ad disappears.
0: Okay, so it's just like promoting a post on Instagram, I guess, is the equivalent. So you're just promoting that for a set space of time. No, no, <laughs> okay, no,
1: no, it's not because you can promote a pin, but at the same time, you can then create an ad oh okay so on instagram you've got the boost your post and then you can create the ad so it's similar so if you were just to promote it just to give it a quick boost so if you've got something that organically is doing amazing just to keep it doing amazing you can then promote that pin but to create a specific say if you've got a new product being launched you can then create the ad but once that ad finishes, it's not going to disappear like every other ad on every other social platform.
0: Right. So it's I understand the difference now. So you're creating it as an ad rather than promoting a pin that already yeah. exists. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. But it sounds like that you'd be better off getting started on Pinterest, see what works and what doesn't yeah. before you think about advertising any of your pins. Yes,
1: no, definitely. Yeah. You need to establish yourself. Because I normally say the first couple of months, you need to let Pinterest know you're there and then they'll discover you. Um, Once they've discovered you and you're starting to get traction, you then need to let your audience know that you're there. Um, And then by the six months point, you should then have a couple of months of each of them steps being taken. And then you can start see some kind of regularity on being seen. Um, While six months... It's a long time in terms of social media. Um, a tweet only lasts two minutes. A Facebook post only lasts eight minutes in terms of being seen on your newsfeed and the chance of being seen. Um, Pinterest lasts three months. So the longevity, and um, you can have a pin and 32 weeks later, it can still be getting traction
0: because yeah. it's
1: still, so that's the best thing about that. It doesn't disappear. You can still find it
0: yeah because it sounds like the more people that repin it or sh- or even I guess click through to it is that yeah. what affects how much it's still seen so I'm assuming that if you have a pin that does really well and lots of people are constantly repinning does that mean that that one will be potentially easier to find ongoing yeah. until the popularity yeah. drops off and then obviously it'll probably go further down the search results I imagine yeah oh Definitely. so that's yeah well that's actually really that's actually a really good way to think about it because you're right um on Instagram and Facebook people miss so much but I mean I guess that's the other thing is not it? Pinterest isn't a social media platform which I think lots of people myself included sometimes have had that conception that it was a social media platform but actually it's a search engine isn't
1: it that's the thing people do see it as a social media platform but it's not but they are take they do take inspiration and they are trying say trying to keep users within the platform now whereas before it was all a case of trying to get them onto the people's websites take them outside um they are still trying to they've now got idea pins so they're almost like stories um but they don't disappear after 24 hours they stay around um but they don't allow you to click out of the pinterest and go to a website But they are introduced where you can tag profiles. So you can tag your own profile and then you can lead them back to your profile, which then shows them everything that you do, which then, of course, will help with sales and taking them outside the website.
0: Okay, thank you. So it definitely sounds like, um, unless you can tell me otherwise, there aren't really any downsides. And as long as you've got a bit of time, it sounds like it could definitely be worth giving it a go at least. Yes.
1: Yeah, no, there's, I would say the only, the only downside that I would currently say is the fact that they are trying to keep it within the platform, but there are still ways around it. It's just an extra couple of clicks, but it's still user-friendly because people still see it as that social media. They're taking on things from like Instagram with the idea pins. They are very much stories from Instagram. They've now got a new thing called takes, which is almost similar to TikTok in the sense of people then comment and link their own videos into it um, or their own pins in. So it's very much they're taking inspiration from social media, but at the same time, they're still keeping it as a search engine.
0: Okay. And I guess if anything, that might get new and different people using it as well. Yeah. As it I, think that's what
1: the, I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to lower the demographic of the users to more like, I want to say millennials, but millennials apparently are gay and old, which upsets me. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, the Generation Z, is it? I think they're trying to. There's a lot more on Pinterest of that age range. So I think that's why they're trying to keep TikTok and Instagram.
0: Okay well I am convinced anyway that it's worth at least having a go I'm actually quite excited to go and have a look and then potentially sort of yeah give it a go create some pins and see and see what happens because I mean let's as well it is a free platform so I suppose if if you all you're going to lose I guess essentially is time but it sounds like um, with you know doing a bit of work to get it set up correctly that yeah it it sounds like it could be really beneficial so yeah I'm I'm definitely going to give it a go. Thank you. Um, so I've just got one final question um, before we finish, Leanne, which, um, and this might be a hard one, and don't worry if you have to repeat something you've said already, but what would you be your top Pinterest tip right now?
1: Um, I actually could only uh, do two. I couldn't whittle down to any less. So I would say to keep an eye out for what's the current trend. So where I've said before about looking at the trends on through analytics, um, It just enables you to be able to make sure that what you're doing is best um, and if it's working or if it's not. So you can then choose to delay it. Um, But also when it comes to seasonal content, start doing it a few months before. So now where everyone's doing the lead up to Christmas um, or they should have been doing it already. If you start doing Valentine's Day, say at the beginning of December, then when you've then got a couple of months before Valentine's Day hit, so pe- you will be fresh in people's minds and so yeah just start do any seasonal holiday that your business can take part in promote it a few months before
0: that's really good advice thank you so much for all of that it's Okay. Um, yeah this is this has been so useful and uh, yeah inspiring as well because I feel like it's definitely something that we can go and have a go at and see if it works yeah. so thank you so much it's I really like talking to you thank you, you thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of this episode if you enjoyed it please do leave me a review that really helps other people to find this podcast make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and do tell your friends about it too if you think that they also might enjoy it you can find me at vickyweinberg.com there you'll find link to all of my social channels you'll find lots more information all of the past podcast episodes and lots of free resources too so again that's vickyweinberg.com take care have a good week and see you